0: what's up fine folks welcome back this is episode 18 of double tapped i'm jay we're legal i'm tanner i started to make a reference to being of legal age but opted against it but then you <laughs> did it for me hey today we're having some barry vice which barry. would be a
1: good name <laughs> i made the Edel vice joke last time with think vice i know i did would be a good name just for a person yeah
0: barry vice nice to meet you i'm barry vice yeah i guess so yeah i can see kind of feel like there's already someone who's like a Writer for like Politico, Ooh. whose name is Barry Weiss. Mm. It was, was a very aggressive noise. It's <laughs> it's good. It's very fruity. Oh, it is very fruity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I thought that we. I, I remarked this when we were picking these up. That yeah. I think I've had this before. I have for sure. But I couldn't firmly remember, and now I'm just as confused as I was before. <laughs> yeah, me
1: too. I'm more confused now because I'm like, I know I've had these before. Yeah, they're very, very fruity. Yeah, I like it.
0: And, and we should get this out of the way. No, there's not a UK athletics event happening tonight. This was purely happenstance. Yeah,
1: it's coincidence. The funniest thing is Jay showed up and I was like, oh we match. And then I didn't realize we're wearing the same color shorts. We're both wearing we're wearing like the exact and also same you outfit. You were
0: wearing black shoes with white accents. I'm you wearing white, white shoes, shoes with black, black yeah. accents. So
1: Good thing we got the yeah. uh, the hat. Yeah, I was like good thing you're wearing
0: a hat. <laughs> Because otherwise, I don't know, we're going to some sort of themed party. <laughs> anyway, Tanner, what have you been playing in the last several days?
1: Uh, I'll start backwards. I'll kay. start with what I played most recently. Okay, uh, I started Hades again on PlayStation. Finally, uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, people I know, or people know that I love this game. Uh, if not for the Last of Us Two, would have been my game of the year last year. It's been fun getting back into it. I am very rusty. Mm. I forgot how much of a skill-based thing that game is at times, um, and just like knowing how to do your builds again. It's been about a year plus since I played it, so in that regard, it's really nice because I've forgotten most stuff, so it's like starting a new playthrough. Uh, I'm only a couple hours in. I only streamed it for one day because it's only been out a time recording for a day. So, played that. Play more Dead by Daylight, uh, getting better as Killer. I have now started playing and maining Michael Myers. The Hole. Yeah. The Shape is how he's referred to in the game. Which is...
0: Why was that ever... Because that's the name that they refer to in the movie. Yeah. Which is like not... I mean, it's sort of ominous because it's so mysterious. It sounds spooky, but I don't get why he's called The Shape and not just Michael
1: Myers. Uh, I get it for the game, though, because the game, every killer is The The something. Something. Yeah. So, he's the shape. So, that makes sense. But, yeah, I don't know why he's credited that officially. Uh, do you know what that mask is? Have you heard uh, the story? Yeah,
0: William Shatner. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: one of, it's like that in the, what's-his-face-broke-his-toe-in-Lord-of-the-Rings. lord of the rings or like the two oh, uh, movie trivia things. Viggo that, Mortensen. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen. Strider. Shout out. What's his real name? What's his name in the movie? Character? Oh, God. Oh,
0: Lord. Hang on. I'm so uh, bad with
1: Lord-of-the-Ring character names. Crap. Not crap.
0: No. <laughs> I mean, Strider was his nickname Nickname before they figured out his real name. Oh, he is from... It's not... I've only seen these movies once in my life. I've not seen them it since was just college. Like a, it was just like a year ago that I watched them. They're very good.
1: It's not Aragorn, is it? Yes, it is. That's okay, it. Yeah. all right. I was thinking Aragorn. I was like, that's somebody else. Yeah, and then I, I knew once I heard it. Yeah, okay. it's Aragorn. Cool. I got
0: one. So you've been playing Hades.
1: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I've also played uh, more Spiritfarer. I'm trying to think if I've played anything else. I played... This is lamb. I played a game... I played a round of the Clue game on Steam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just played Clue. Clue's it's great. Cool. Great, yeah. great game. I love board games. Hell, yeah. I think that's it.
0: Converted into video games. Yeah,
1: it's funny, though, because uh, <clears throat> we also played a round of the Game of Life. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the cards are so explicit. Like, they did not... They did not make an effort to translate them to a video game. So it's like, I, I, I didn't know this from the Game of Life, but those like little yellow cards you can land on, and it's like, shout out to Yellow Card, Ocean Avenue, what a bop. Uh, but it's like, you know, you won the be- the prettiest forehead contest. It's like the Monopoly cards. But at the bottom, it's like, tell everyone why you would win. So there's these like weird social elements. Sure. Some of them are like... Shake your hand shake hands with the player next to you and whoever has the best handshake. And it's like you're a online video. So they're game? assuming
0: you're playing this in more of a co-op fashion. Yes, it's very, it's very weird how they translated it, but yeah, yeah. that's basically all I've done. Well, I've played more Slay the Spire, mm. but for the first time in like a month, Whoa. I at least touched another video game. Alright. Which was Ghost Runner. Yeah, how are you liking it? I just played the first couple levels. Okay. I like the vibes that it gives off, although I have a few. Initial critiques. Okay. Even though I'm not very far, I like the premise sort of. Yeah. Where it's like you sort of are starting as this character that you're unknown, but you're clearly some sort of like cyberpunk samurai, Mirror's Edge sort of situation. Yeah. Um, running through these levels and it's stage based. Mm-hmm. So you're running through the levels, trying to parkour around, slice and dice enemies, and the story is slowly unfolding that you're trying to fight this Doc Ock looking woman. Cool. Apparently. Have you touched... You, you acknowledge, like... And I think I, it's, I saw when I started playing it, it's like other friends have played this game, and I think your picture was I've, on there.
1: I have not played it, but I did download it. Downloaded it. it. Um, it's the PlayStation Plus game of the, of the month. Or
0: it's a PlayStation added, Now. It's a PlayStation Now. Sorry,
1: PlayStation Now game. Yeah, this was a game that I want to say, like, Blessing from Kind of Funny was really big mm. on last year. Uh, or maybe it, it might have been Andy. It was Andy. Okay. It was definitely
0: Andy. It's an Andy game.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I I want to try it out. It's, it's one of those games where... I'm not sure if I should try it on stream or just off stream yet, so I haven't really decided which one I want to do. But I'm definitely going to give it a shot.
0: Yeah, and here are my initial critiques. Even though, okay, I like the sort of kineticness of the gameplay. You're you know running around. The sword play is like so far. I haven't ha- encountered another enemy with a sword. It's just all guns that are shooting at me. Okay, but it's very cool and very accurately like slicing enemies like in half. Nice, which I like. Yeah, that's cool. Um. I don't think you can sprint. I think you're always moving at one semi-fast speed, which I don't love. I yeah. feel like I should be able to sprint.
1: Yeah, always, I always like the sprint. And often.
0: then you – I don't know that it really teaches you this, but you're meant to deflect bullets with your sword as if you were hitting an enemy. Oh, okay. So you can okay. pull, like, right trigger to, you know, swing your sword – to either strike an enemy, or if a bullet's coming at you, that's kind of how you deflect it. Okay. And it doesn't really teach you that, or at least I mm. didn't notice that in the tutorial level. Yeah. So I reached this stage where there were like three different enemies in a little corridor that, at any given time, probably two of them are going to be shooting at you. Yeah. And it's very difficult until you realize that's what you're supposed to do to dodge bullets at all. And if you take one bullet hit, you're dead. Right. There's right. no. It's like insta kill. It's like a Hotline Miami kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So right? it took me like. I did it, like, 15 times in a row in pretty quick succession. Like, the checkpoint system is generous, which is good. That's good. So, it's kind of your learning on the fly. But still, I was like, you could have done a much better job of showing me what I was supposed to do here.
1: Yeah, just give me this prompt once and I'll remember it.
0: And I'm just now being introduced to, like, the upgrade system in the game and, like, how you can get different abilities and stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe you do get the sprint at some point. Maybe there are, like, maybe there's an upgrade that, like, lets you take one hit of a bullet before you die. I don't know. But I like the initial premise but I can see some at this point glaring flaws that I'm sort of wondering if those will just get patched over as the game goes along sure yeah Uh, And those are the only two things I've been playing but I did download Hades yeah so thoughts on that will be incoming sometime soon yeah
1: I'm sure one of our if not our big topic a topic we'll discuss will be your Hades so far review and then once you finish it or whatever your Hades review definitely
0: and then I haven't downloaded it okay but I will admit Uh-oh. that I added to my library Hunter's Arena Legends <laughs> because yeah. it is a PlayStation Plus game. Yeah, I, add, I always add my library. So I added to my it, library. you know, to be determined if I end up playing it.
1: <laughs> we should do it uh, just whenever we're at our peak drunkest today. Mm. We should just boot up a game. Oh, goodness. And see how we can We could do. do it. Yeah, we'll we see. We could do it. Preseason football and shadow... What is it called? <laughs>
0: Shadows Hunter Legends Arena. <laughs> Hunters Arena Legends. There it is. No shadows involved. That Not at just all. Sounds like it would work. The sh- Yeah. It could be Shadows Arena Hunters. <laughs> yeah.
1: Shadow, Shadow Hunters. Legends
0: Arena. <laughs> Shadow Hunters Legends. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Lord. Anyway, let's move on to some news. Yeah. And there's some interesting tidbits of news. Okay. And then one like bigger than. Nagasaki and Hiroshima combined <laughs> wow. nuclear bomb of news.
1: Jesus. All right. And we'll get there.
0: Yeah. The first bit according to a leak Call of Duty 2021 will be called Call of Duty Vanguard mm. and we'll see the series return to World War II. A war zone victory screen has started teasing sort of retro looking characters. OK. I don't know how I feel about this and I'll tell you why. OK. Call of Duty World War II which was just a I think two or three iterations ago. I don't remember exactly, yeah. but was about as comprehensive and modern of a World War II sim shooter yeah. that's ever been released ever. Yeah, and I don't really know where they go from here. Right, when they go back to this era, what do you think about this?
1: Do we know for sure it's World War II? Is that what the leak is saying, or is it just it historical? It seems to be
0: strongly implied that it's World War II. Huh.
1: Yeah, that's weird. I kind of, I would be a little bit interested if they started going to different wars. Like, at least seeing how they treat, like, Vietnam War, Korean War, stuff like that. But with World War II, I feel like not only has Call of Duty done that recently, I just feel like that's a pretty established war yeah. in com- and like in general. So, it's also weird to me, because I'm less of a Call of Duty aficionado, so I can't speak to that as much, but the, the fact that we haven't heard about it yet, and yet still oh, supposedly
0: this year, that's really weird. It is very strange. It's every May, and that's mm. been pretty much the pattern for the last, I don't know, five or six, I don't know then exactly, it but it's almost consistently at like late May every year hmm. that they have the reveal event of whatever it's going to be or the announcement that like, they'll say what it's going to be. And then they'll say like, tune into E3 for more or something to that oh, right, effect. Right, right. Um, and yeah, that is very strange as a, I would call myself a call of duty aficionado. Oh yeah. Black that's, ops that's what cold war being the first one that I've skipped since four modern warfare. <laughs> yes. Um, call of duty four yeah, exactly. Not black ops. Four. Um, I just world at war. The first or the first one that i jumped into really, which was a world war two one struck such a chord and made me stick with the series that I was always clamoring for them to come back to world war two after that. Yeah. Which is why I was so excited when they did. And I was excited because that one was like, you did, you stormed Normandy. You did all these iconic things that in world at war, you did a few iconic things. You like stormed the Reichstag at the end uh, You fought at like the Battle of Midway and flew a jet. Like You did some iconic things, but other iconic things that I wanted to touch on, I was super excited to do in World War II. Right. But yeah, the ground has been tread by Call of Duty now, and Battlefield has been to World War II before. Yeah, it's true. Multiple Medal of Honor, which they could make never one of those again, and I'd be (laughs) fine with that. They were the hot shit when I was a kid. They were. Uh, But yeah, I'm... You know, I will say I'm mildly more excited, though, about the potential of a return to World War II just because I'm a bit of a history buff sure. than I was about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That's fair. Which just seemed like another generic Black Ops because you can call it Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, but for all intents and purposes, Black Ops 1 took place during the Cold War. Right. It was in Vietnam. Yeah. Like, all of these Black Ops games are sort of around that thematic thread. This one was really a retread. Hopefully, Vanguard breaks at least somewhat new ground. Yeah. Maybe if it's only in multiplayer, like you know, yeah, something maybe. to that effect. Yeah, but anyway, this is the this is the story we're going to have the least to say about. Okay. Okay. Yep. And I wrote it thusly. All right. For some reason, <laughs> Idris Elba is playing Knuckles in <laughs> Sonic 2, the movie, which not at all the voice that I would picture for Knuckles. No. As a Tangential and semi ironic Sonic fan. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I'm an ironic Sonic fan. I I guess that's lending some actual cinematic credence to these movies. I
1: guess, yeah. Like, it's so. I, I tweeted when I saw this because all I saw was just like whatever his tweet was basically just like get ready or yeah. something like that. And then it was just. The Knuckles. Yeah. And it said hashtag Sonic and Knuckles. And at first I was like, oh, they're confirming Knuckles is in Sonic 2. That's cool. And I didn't realize it was from Idris Elba. Yeah. And I was like, wait, Idris Elba's doing this? What? And then I just started freaking out. I was like, this is one of the most bizarre castings. So I have a couple theories about this. Sure. One is, apparently, at least (laughs) to a lot of my black streaming and gaming friends, there has been like a, oh, Knuckles is black thing. Like, as, like, it's just one of those characters that got adopted by the, sure. the black community of, uh, like, black nerds growing up, which I respect and is fun. Yeah. Uh, two, I I wonder if either Idris, Idris Elba or, like, one of his kids or somebody sort of is like, really into Sonic. Like,
0: lobbied for this in yes, a way. Yes.
1: Or, like, he... Because I don't know if you're a casting student. I mean, Maybe. But if you're a casting studio, do you go to him? It almost feels like he went to them. Yeah. And they're like, sure. That's fair. But I don't know. Uh, I, I wish I. I want to know more about how this came to be. Yeah. But I think he'll be good. Yeah. The only He's similar good, example
0: like I know is that a lot of, there's a huge, you know, black following among, like, Dragon Ball Z. Right. That has sort of been adopted by, like, NBA players. Sure, the sure, Aaron sure. Fox has rocked the Vegeta sneakers before. Like, yeah. It's the only comparable example that I have. But right. But, I mean. It's certainly better, I guess, than having a nobody thrown in there Yeah. To do Knuckles, and I like Knuckles as a character, so, I mean, if they, it's cool, it's just weird. If they want him to come off as
1: cool, I don't know sure. if you could get too many more people who sound cooler than his yeah. Salva.
0: See, I just picture Knuckles' voice as, like, the very, like, not, like, that kind of deep, but, like, grizzled, but kind of, like, surfer-grizzled yeah. kind of, that voice. Yeah. Whereas Sonic is supposed to be very, like, plucky and... So... To me,
1: like someone like Keanu Reeves makes sense. Mm. Give him like the point break, like type accent. I feel like that in my head is kind of where I was thinking. But I I don't
0: mind Idris Elba at all. Interesting example, not because it's not a human, but I feel like <laughs> we're to start a Every voice actor who has ever played Raphael the Ninja Turtle, mm. that is Knuckles' right. voice. Okay, gotcha. those two in my head are characters that might as well have the same kind, voice. like the scrappy. Because well, that's sort of what Knuckles is—is is like the sort of gruff, badass counterpart to Sonic. Whereas tails is the nerdy, like right. meek counter to Sonic.
1: Yeah. Sonic is the middle of the two extremes. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Cool. I'm probably still not going to go see this movie.
1: <laughs> I heard Sonic one was better than everyone uh, me too. expected. I've heard so the same thing. Kudos to that studio.
0: Next story. And this is a non-story because the story's coming. And by the time this airs, we will probably know what happened at this thing. So okay. we'll talk about it more extensively next week. Sure. But there's a Pokemon Presents right. coming on August 18th, presumably to talk about both the Diamond and Pearl remasters and Pokemon Legends Arceus. Right. Which I'm still at least moderately excited for, but still even more moderately skeptical of yes. at least Pokemon Legends Arceus specifically. Yeah.
1: I hope that it's just... That one game we saw that was Pokemon with guns. Mm, oh, the, uh.
0: <laughs> that
1: trailer! I don't remember was what wild. that was,
0: but that you're absolutely right. That was one of the most bizarre, so funny. things that I've
1: ever seen. Shout out to uh, it's funny. We've we've been doing this podcast long enough that the very first episode of Double Tap What's talked about, about Pokemon Legends Arceus, yeah. uh, and it's been long enough that I kind of forgot that game was in the making. Yeah, so I'm I'm tentatively excited. I'm at least excited that they're trying something new. And I want to see what that something new is. Because I don't think I'm going to play the Diamond and Pearl remake. Uh, I might. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just haven't had the itch for a normal Pokemon game since Sword and Shield. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I think that's more way more likely to rope me in than the remakes are.
0: I don't know. A part of me wants to play the Diamond and Pearl remasters because I'm assuming they're going to integrate a lot of the newer Pokemon that I'm unfamiliar with. And at least I could get familiar with them in a familiar right, setting. Through that, through that you avenue, know. yeah. And as far as Pokemon Legends Arceus goes... That was, like you said, you know, you sort of forgotten about it. When I saw that first trailer, I sort of tucked it away in my head because the trailer looked so unfinished to yeah, me. Yeah, so early, yeah. That it didn't really matter what date they said because I believe it's slated for like January of next year. Is it really? I think so. Jesus. Or at least that's, I think that's the date they set for it. But even though that's what they said, in my head, I'm like, this game's not coming out for a while. I might as well not think about it right. until it comes back and looks better. Right. So hopefully
1: that's this.
0: Yeah, ideally. Yeah. Uh, Because if it looks the same as what it did, and they're showing like an extended gameplay trailer that looks, I'll just say buggy, which is the way the first one looked to (laughs) me, then it'll sort of be a death loop situation. Like, you would have been better off just not showing this to me at all at this point. Right. And Tanner, the final piece of news. Yes. This is like one of the most hype-dreamy, weird, unexpectedly awesome announcements in video games that I think I've ever heard. Okay. They're apparently... Rockstar, they... Yeah. ...are remastering GTA 3, San Andreas, and Vice City. And I didn't know this wrinkle. Apparently, if these do well, they're remastering Red Dead Redemption 2. Really? Yeah. Apparently, that is a plan that's in the works. Contingent upon the sales these of this will do well. Remastered <laughs> Trilogy, which, yeah, they're going to do fine. These
1: will absolutely do well. And it's in Unreal Engine, right? Like, it's Yeah, le- the report it's was legit. that it was going
0: to be built in Unreal Engine.
1: So, this is awesome. It's incredible. Uh, I've never played GTA 3.
0: I've never played any of
1: them. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, really, wow. I never, like, extensively. Okay. San Andreas is the one that I remember going to, like, my cousin's house and playing for, like, two or three 20-minute spurts on a random weekend just right. to see what GTA was all about when I was like 11. Yeah. But never have I spent any real time with any of these games.
1: Okay, so I, I spent quite a bit of time in Vice City and San Andreas. San Andreas was the one that I spent the most time in, I would say. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very excited. They probably this, – this tells me a couple things. Sure. One, that they need something until GTA 6 comes out. They are tired of the – every three months GTA 6 trends on Twitter and it's just people sad that GTA 6 doesn't exist or making memes about how we're all going to be in old folks' home before we can play it. Um, so they needed some positive PR. They pro- I mean, Rockstar has a bajillion teams. So there are probably some teams that they could say, all right, you work on this for now and then once GTA 6 gets its in, in its sort of final phases, we'll rope you back in and you can start doing whatever. Because as far as I know... Rockstar is a pretty all hands on deck kind of developer. Sure. Like they might be working on other stuff. You know once Red Dead 2 was almost done then they probably had other people start GTA 6 or whatever but I think most of their studios contribute something to their one big game. Um, So this probably gives them something to do and it also tells me that GTA 6 is very far away.
0: Oh yeah absolutely.
1: Uh, They would not they would not just be doing this and well I mean it's a leak it's not an announcement so they maybe didn't want this public but They would not have internal plans for this if they thought GTA 6 was in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah. Here's what I wonder. Is if this is less a... They understand internally that GTA 6 is far away, so they're doing this just to buy time. Yeah. Or do you think that this is more of... They don't even feel the need to really dive deep into making GTA 6 yet. Sure. Because GTA Online is still lucrative. They're about to release... GTA Five again yeah. on the new gen consoles, and i like. Th- there's, I might buy it. I think I probably will. Maybe not initially, but yeah, like that game is still a cash cow for them. Yeah, this is going to be a cash cow too. That doesn't involve it involve it involves effort absolutely course, to rebuild yeah, 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 these yeah. games in a different engine. But it's sort of the way we were. Uh, what was the game we were talking about last week? That the was it Dead Space? Yes, okay. we were talking about Dead Space saying. Of course it's a lot of work, but at least it doesn't involve the same creative, you know, months of developing a story and characters and, and that yeah. sort of thing. So, in a way, this could be their version of, you know, let's just throw something else out there that people are going to buy, yeah, assuredly. That way we don't quite have to think about exactly what we're going to do for GTA 6 yet.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's exciting. I, I'm really surprised it's all three. Yeah. I, I would have been happy with their remastering Vice City or their remastering San Andreas. But the fact that it's all three of them is so enticing and there's so much content if they remaster all three of them. It's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm incredibly excited. Uh, I just Now, you just brought that up. Like If they had just done one of them. Yeah. I wonder if the thought was, because there have been rumors and rumblings in the past of like, People thinking that GTA 6 was going to be like a spiritual successor to like Vice City. Right. And if they just remastered like Vice City, for example, people probably would have taken that as, oh, they're doing this just to stoke the interest for that same kind of setting again. So this is probably their way of, in a way, deflecting and saying, no, we're just going to put out a bunch of them just for the heck of it. Right.
1: I mean, it is smart from the, if it is the Vice City spiritual successor and they have characters that come back, or they have locations oh, that come back, yeah. then people will have a more renewed memory. Because we saw... I mean, it was kind of inevitable in Red Dead 2, because Red Dead 2 was a prequel, but <clears throat> excuse me, they obviously like paying homage to their past games. And because Vice City has been, what, 15 years ago now at least? I don't
0: even know exactly.
1: Uh, since it's been so long... They, a refresher for everyone is probably not a bad idea but I like your idea of basically burying the lead in we're actually just gonna do all three of them we're just gonna say fuck it and do it all
0: okay let's say hypothetically they do uh, this, this does well and they do Red Dead 1 as well yeah let's say you only had to pick one of those four games mm. for them to remaster which one would you choose and I don't necess- I'm gonna think about this too because my gut would be Red Dead because I love Red Dead so dearly But I've played Red Dead. Yeah. So it's like, I would sort of relish the opportunity. I would pick either San Andreas or Vice City. And I would probably pick Vice City just because I think the setting is more interesting. Yeah,
1: I was leaning Vice City as well. I am more nostalgic for San Andreas, for sure. Uh, And I think it's kind of a debate on which one's better between most people. Uh, But Vice City definitely has probably more style to it uh, and more sort of would be more interesting to see in a modern setting with like ray tracing and shit like that with all the neon lights everywhere and uh the sort of just kind of heat glow that people can put on games now like i feel like miami is a better setting for modern looks than because we just got los santos in gta 5 so it would be more of a oh right this feels so new again experience but i'm so excited for both of those yeah and then three three's in new york yeah
0: I don't know exactly. Liberty City, their version. Yeah, I think
1: they've done. I think that's why people think Six is Vice City because they've done New York uh, on, twice, s- they've done LA twice, and then now they would do Miami twice. Yeah,
0: it's interesting to me because tonally, I feel like they went for such a neutral sort of aesthetic with GTA Five. Sure. Whereas I've seen a good amount of San Andreas and Vice City. Yeah, San Andreas has that sort of, and the meme that it makes me think of is how. People are like, oh, when Breaking Bad, they're in America, things look normal. When they're in Mexico, everything it's is orange, yellow. yeah. Like, and San Andreas gives you that sort of like tinted vibe of being like, you know, I don't even know how to describe Summer it. Summer hazy, yeah. yeah. It, whereas Vice City is obviously all the neon and yeah. white suits and convertible retro cars, like that sort of thing, right? And then Liberty, I don't, I've know very little about GTA Three. Same here.
1: I, um, I know people of, a, I think it's. Those games are very age dependent on what people like. I I have yet to see because I mean people young enough now would it would probably line up. I've yet to see someone be like GTA Four was fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Like because I'm sure if you're like 16 that might have been your first GTA. Um, GTA Four was fine, but it definitely does not have the the character that some of these other games do. Uh, GTA Four was where was way more like muddy and sort of gritty looking which it fit that t- fit that game but it's not as fun to look back at. Yeah. Uh so I hope that GTA 3 is a little bit more I don't know what GTA 3 is but based on what they did in Liberty City and 4 uh I hope it's a little bit more glitz and glamoury than 4 was.
0: Yeah. I guess I could go for the sort of gritty grimy vibe of like sort of pre-millennium New York where it was crime ridden and everything was, you know, dirtier and go sort of taxi driver ish Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited about this entire possibility and everything that they could potentially do with all of these. Yeah, me too. Uh, my only hope is, and it's sort of rumored to be, they said a mix of old and new aesthetic. Like, it's sort of going to be a, it seems to me like a, in between like a remaster and a remake. Mm. Like, it's probably going to function the same, but the graphics are just going to be the same thing, but repolished.
1: Yeah, and maybe GTA Five like shooting mechanics and UI and shit like that. Yeah.
0: You could hope for a more ground up rebuild, but.
1: I kind of hope they keep the weird little like PNG of the weapons in the top left mm. corner UI thing. Or at least make it a mode, uh, like a
0: setting you can turn on on and off. But. Yeah. So I'm incredibly excited about the possibilities me too. here. But there are other possibilities.
1: You know, was I knew this. it was coming. I was letting
0: you do it. I was letting you interrupt me. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Uh, <laughs> we are going back... To reality, oh! There goes rabbit. Uh, no, we are going rabbit. Yeah, that's what they. That's what the lyric is. You just said rabbit. Yeah, back to reality. Oh! There goes rabbit. He knows he's so happy. No. Yeah, because yeah, gravity. Is it gravity? I'm
0: almost. Isn't he called it's... like
1: bunny in the eight mi- in eight miles? I don't or know,
0: but I, I've always thought it was gravity. You might be right, but I'm just. I may. I may have been.
1: Hold on. <sighs>
0: oh! There <you> go. <sighs>
1: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Snap back to reality. Ope, there goes gravity. Ope, there goes
0: rabbit. Oh, heat. we fell through!
1: <laughs> we fell victim to the eminent wordplay. I just put it in
0: the wrong spot. Damn. All right, well. That's good to know, though. Yeah. Because I've been saying gravity every time. Sure. All right, well. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so...
1: We are back to our favorite thread of "Give me your gaming hot takes." We are back once again. Uh, this is on reset. Era. Sorry, this is crazy shit I saw on Reset Era, uh, the podcast on the podcast. This is from some of these I agree with, some of them I don't. Okay. This is from Teku, who says, "I do not understand how strategy fans have the patience to learn so many of these games. It takes me so much mental capacity to even get past the tutorial levels." I kind of agree. Yeah. There is a lot more of a learning curve to strategy games than I like in video games. I mean,
0: I certainly... I could count on one hand the strategy games I've invested any significant time in in my entire life. Yeah. Um, what are they? Honestly, I was just guessing that I played... It's possible <laughs> that I could count them on like half a finger. Sure. Uh, <laughs> half a finger. I've played like 30 minutes of a sieve one time. Okay. Uh, Solid. I played that one Roman game that I tried to, you know, I appealed to the audience. Oh, right, day, the Sega but we game. We still never quite know no. exactly what that was. Yeah, strategy is not my thing.
1: Not mine, really, either. It takes a very special one. So, the only strategy games that I have real experience with, the Civ series, obviously, I've talked about that a lot. Um, Civ 5 was my most played Steam game for a while, like hours wise. Uh, and then also Into the Breach, ah. which was a fantastic uh, game. And I guess FTL, made by the same developers. Uh, but FTL is a little bit more RPG-ish than just straight-up strategy, but I like both of those games. But it takes a very special, simple strategy game mm-hmm. for me to get into it, which is why I've never tried Fire Emblem, even though people say I like it. I would like it. Uh, Jack Package 2000 says... it's a great name. Sorry, Jack Package 200. Not as cool. Not as cool, no. Just says, The Last of Us was okay. But that's not that's not what I'm pulling out here. Okay. Uh, JM Sebastian replies and says, I'm going to take it one further. Of course you are. The Last of Us is a bad video game. If you compare it to similar games of the era like Tomb Raider, it does not hold up well. The enemy placement is very haphazard, and you can tell that the magical sonar that Joel has was compensation for it. The story is also just a litany of cliches. There is nothing novel or interesting about it, even for video games. I will never understand the praise for a story that wouldn't have made for even a good B movie. That's not to mention the absolutely idiotic friendly AI that destroys any illusion of stealth and the horrific pr- stealth and the horrific performance on actual PS3 hardware. I'm not much of a stickler for performance. Drakengard Three is one of my favorite games. What the what the fuck mm-hmm. is that? But Last of Us gives the impression that the system will crash at any moment. Do you, you remember on. having that feeling at all?
0: No, me neither. And here's what else I'll say. Pretty sure he made Drakengard Guard Three up. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to call this person on that, and I don't think that's real. <laughs> and that they were purely throwing it out there as a faux example. Now, enemy placement, never heard anyone complain about that in The Last of Us ever. No. Um, I, that's just not a complaint you ever hear in not, games. Not really. Unless uh, it's just like a horde of yeah, enemies in like one spot. Egregious. yeah super um, egregious. Lara Croft also has a sonar-esque listening mode. Yes, it does. You're right. And... Last of Us has a difficulty setting where you can just omit that feature entirely, which, if I had to admit, is an incredibly fun and extra stressful in a good way way to play the game. Agreed. Highly recommend. Survivor is cool. Oh, yeah, Survivor. Ground is the extra, extra Yeah, ground is
1: the really hard. Like the no, permadeath never one. Never
0: done that. No, I don't want to do that. No. But I, Last of Us, like, meh.
1: Well. You and I both love that game. It's That's just an attempt to be
0: contrarian, I think. Well,
1: I here's, here's what I'll say. I do worry with that game... Because everyone has experienced something that's been overhyped. Sure. And that can, that can lead to it not being as good. I think this game is one of those games that people like you and I who love it go to bat for it so often that someone may play it and expect some something that never comes, right? Some world-breaking thing. Um, that is not necessarily their fault. If they had just said it's overhyped, okay, whatever, that's fine. It, something being like the movie Zombieland was overhyped to me. Yeah. Like, a lot of people like that movie. I, I thought it was fine, but it made me like it less because it was overhyped. But, Last of Us... The fact that they were like, the story is just a litany of cliches. Have you seen other video game stories? Have you played other video games with stories? The The amount of a jump up from 90% of video game stories that The Last of Us is, is incredible. I say this as someone who watches a shit ton of movies, and I am pretty... Like, I'm not great at storytelling, but I at least can notice it, and... So many games just fuck it up. Like, even Life is Strange, right? I like Life is Strange. It's a fun, campy little game uh, with a story for like a teen drama. It's great. That story is not amazing. It's yeah. very, very cliched and uh, it feels like a CW show at times. Like, it's not great, but it's still fun. And I give it a pass because
0: the gameplay combined with the story is pretty interesting. And I like a lot of the characters. Well, and what you could say is that the story, yes, most games is cliche, but also, even a game that has a good story. Can be held back by not great, you know, facial animations, not sure. great voice acting. That's a great which, point. Which, good lord, does The Last of Us have in spades? Right. Um, yeah. Like anything about that game that's cliche or middling is so elevated by other aspects of the game that it's become becomes secondary in my opinion of the game. Yes. Uh,
1: also, the this this comment screams of I played it post hype, but on a PS3.
0: Or, it also screams to me, I only played it for like three or four hours and then stopped.
1: Possibly, yeah. Uh, The fact that they said it wouldn't have even made for a good B-movie is ridiculous, but like, Spiral had a major theatrical release, and The Last of Us takes the mightiest dump on that story. (laughs) Spiral was a bad, like, it wasn't great. Um... But the thing about it almost crashing on PS3 hardware, I remember playing it and being like, this is what next-gen is going to be like. Mm. Like This was the flag bear, because it was one of the last games for PS3. It's like, this is what we can expect on PS4. Games are going to look like this now. And so I I remember it being really well-optimized. I don't remember... With the amount of hours we put into the multiplayer, I don't remember a time the game crashed.
0: I can't recall a specific instance of the game crashing. Like, and I can remember thinking, like, especially in... The urban settings with the overgrown grass and like the lighting shown through the buildings. I, mean, I remember thinking, this looks really good. Oh, yeah. It was like, the
1: prettiest game I had played at
0: that point. Yeah. So, your anyway. critiques are invalid. <laughs> uh,
1: Baphomet says something that I want to get your take on. Of course. I love it. Sekiro is easier than all the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne.
0: Y- you know... This might best be reserved for its own topic at some, of, at some point. Okay. But I'll say this person is wrong. Interesting. Uh, okay. I think in a way that I agree with them. But in another
1: way, I think it's the hardest one. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about it. I
0: I, oy vey.
1: I think it takes... I think it has the highest skill ceiling. I'll say that.
0: We'll, we'll, okay. Elaborate. So I
1: think... If you're, like, really fucking good at Sekiro, it is harder to be really, really good at Sekiro than it is to be really, really good at Bloodborne. I agree with just that. Just because 100%. of the speed.
0: I think, that, I think you're right, and that applies not to just Bloodborne, but to the rest of it. Oh, I think for it's sure. really hard to be better at Sekiro than it is to be really good at any of the other Souls from yeah. games. Um, the mechanics are just so much more precise and unforgiving. Yes, in Sekiro. And fast. Yeah. And I think that it goes down. I think Bloodborne in in that regard is the second hardest because the the pacing and the lack of shield, like you can tank your way through some fights in the older games that you just can't do in Bloodborne and Sekiro or even like Dark Souls 3. Yeah. I could have some expansive thoughts about this, but I will say that I found Sekiro at least in moments, to be the hardest of them all.
1: I think it's... So what I've heard from people is that it might be the easiest one if it's your first one. Because you're not used to the shielding, more plotting speed. But if you're used to FromSoft games, it's the hardest to adapt to.
0: Here's what I'll say, actually. I think this is where I would come down, is that... Okay. It's not even really comparable to the other ones. It's the fact that the gameplay of this one is so unique to it. Mm. it's all about how long it takes you to adapt to that for it to click for you yeah and at that point it becomes drastically easier not easy but the first few hours of that game before you have adapted to just countering and parrying everything instead of just trying to dodge yeah are brutal yeah they are absolutely abysmally brutal and then it starts clicking for you that you could just dodge or that you just block everything and then you start getting to enemies where you cannot block fast enough. Yeah. So you have to, like, adapt again just to those enemies. So yeah. it's, it, it is its own ride.
1: And to me, of the ones I've played, it has the hardest boss fight.
0: It has the hardest boss I've ever fought in a game ever. Yeah, that's fair for me, Sands too. Maybe the, well, I wonder if it took me longer to beat the final boss of Sekiro versus the heart in Slay the Spire.
1: Oh, interesting. That's that funny. Is that is absolutely up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good shot. Okay, uh, two more. They're a little bit quicker itchy tasty Ugh. uh is replying to captain matilda captain matilda says second and nth playthroughs are a complete waste of time you know the game already so fuck it <laughs> there are there there are other there are plenty of other games just waiting to get played same goes for movies and series <laughs> time is limited i would not want to be in a relationship with captain matilda <laughs> That sounds awful to never get to rewatch or replay something you love.
0: I will say, I've watched Matilda. Several yeah. times. Great movie. Great movie.
1: Awesome movie. Uh, this person replies and says, "I'd argue that at least you know you're going to enjoy it. Your limited time, new games, movies, music might be a hit or miss and a waste of time and money. Music especially. Yeah. How do you not re-listen to an album more than? It's like, all right, that album was good. Never going to listen to that again. That be like again. the
0: most impressive achievement in humankind. It's like <laughs> I've never listened to a song twice. twice. <laughs> I cannot go to weddings." <laughs> I never leave my house. I don't go to restaurants. I don't go to stores where they're playing music. Yeah, JC Penney's is hell to me. Well, I mean, it is to me, too, but for other reasons. He just goes, imagine this person, I'm just assuming male here, going, this seems like a male complaint. Sure, yeah. Going to a Coles, <laughs> hearing a song that they've heard before, and going and complaining to management, saying, hey, can you at least play some new music?
1: <laughs> can you play rarer shit? Uh... And the last one, just because this one... I can't believe someone actually has this take. Prototype Victor says... If a game requires you to play with friends to be great, the game is terrible instead. See all Mario Party games. Or, you know, board games. Or Jackbox. Or like, Mario Kart. Or... Which I guess you can play Mario Kart. Single player. But you can play Mario Party single player. How do yeah, you have that view? Do Do your friends suck? Like, what... <laughs> The amount Probably. Of, the amount of times... No, we,
0: uh, this person doesn't have friends. No,
1: yeah, maybe. I mean, if they have that outlook, it's like, don't invite Brian. He's just going to get pissed for playing yeah, Mario really. Party. It's like, guys,
0: why can't I just play this by myself <laughs> you guys while want to, all of you guys watch? You guys
1: want to watch me play Bloodborne? It's like, no, now, Brian. This is
0: coming from the guy who did once brag about liking when people watched him play Guitar Hero. Mm. But, you know. It's a skill you learned. It is. And sometimes you got to flaunt it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to try to segue out of flaunt. I was like, speaking of flaunting. Sure wasn't. All right. But what we will transition to is what I'm going to call our mini big topic because it's sort of inspired by the big news story of the day, which was the GTA Remasters. Yeah. And I gave you a prompt. Yes. Which was that given a pretty unlimited budget. Yeah. And allowing yourself to think outside the box. Don't go for the easy shots. Right. I wanted you to think of a video game that you would enjoy having a remake slash remaster of, mm-hmm. and you got to pick the studio that was going to remaster it. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the same studio like the vein of these Rock GTA Star, games Rockstar. that are about to remake. Uh, it could be more of a Blue Point situation, or really any other studio that makes the same type of game very well to the game that you were thinking. Right. Did you come to a conclusion? I have a few. Because I had the epiphany, because I had sort of thought about talking about this, but had not come to the game that I was going to pick until I sort of, literally in the wake of telling you, it just came to me, hit me like a ton of bricks. Okay. Hit me with it. But I only got one. All right. And then we can pontificate and think of more. Sure. But my, this was just like, oh, I want this badly now. Okay. Because, well, first of all, I'll make you get, well- Be easy for most of y'all to guess. If I was not trying to think outside of the box, what games would I want remastered? Bloodborne. That's okay, but that's too recent. Red Dead One. That's a good one. Guitar Hero. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, what else would you want? I mean, what are the ones that have been rumored to be remade forever? Call of Duty. No. Oh,
1: rumored to be remade forever.
0: Not counting Tony Hawk, because we kind of got those already. Sure. What am I missing? Little sparkly fingers, you know. Oh, infamous. Exactly. Infamous would have been like if I was just going, you know, for the fastball down the middle. Right. Infamous is the one. Sure. But I said no. And then I said no to the rest of the Tony Hawk games. Okay. Because I would absolutely love Tony Hawk 3 4, Underground 1 and 2, and American Wasteland all be remastered. But I thought a little bit further outside the box. Okay. And I landed on a game that I am incredibly nostalgic for. Okay. That to this day. I think has some of the best gameplay of any game I've ever played. Okay. And is in a genre that this game honestly might have ruined me for because every game since then in this genre, in my opinion, is boring and kind of trash. Okay. Because it is a racing game. Because my game is Burnout 3 Take Oh, wow, okay. A game that I have an immense amount of love both for the gameplay and the soundtrack. Shout out to... uh, we the Lazy Generation by the F Ups, great song. Shout out to uh, uh, oh the one that's my favorite. I'll come back to that. <laughs> but the studio that I thought would be the best yeah. to remaster this game, yeah, Psionics. Oh, a studio that is really great with arcadey driving mechanics. Yeah, that makes sense. You could incorporate some great you know physics based stuff from their team into the you know crashing mechanics of Burnout That's 3. That's really cool. I'm like, this just... Ugh. Oh, sounds so good in my head. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I'm going to think of this song.
1: Jake <laughs> <laughs> just shut down. He just went to power down mode. Just... Uh, my first thought was... Uh, Interesting, if only for the studio I'm giving it to, I thought, give us an NBA Street Remake, but let Supergiant do it. Because they made Sell me. They made Pyre. Pyre is basically a sports game. Okay. It's, it's, for a, it's a sports game for a sport that doesn't exist, but it plays like every sports game I've ever played. There's like a season, it's 3v3, there's a ball, there's a goal. It is a sports game. And the thought of having NBA Street back, but in their art style, would be gorgeous to look at. And I just I know that they like arcadey shit. And it felt really like they wanted to make a sports game, but didn't want to go too far outside of their own comfort zone comfort zone and make and make pyre. So that was the first studio that came to mind for that. Did mm. you find your song?
0: So here's the thing. I typed in the first two letters, and as I was typing, it came to me. So I'm one, I want it on the record that I didn't have to look it up. Okay. The song is Time and Time Again. The band is Chronic Future. Okay. This is one of those songs that is almost entirely unique to me, but I swear I love right. this song. Fair. That was all I had to say about it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you had multiple games, though.
1: Yeah, we're well, we're reaching a point where everything's kind of been remastered or not kind of but a lot more things have been remastered now yeah. than say three or four years ago
0: or at least or some games have just been like ported with like updated frame rates which is I would almost go as far as to call a remaster in some cases Like sure. some games have done it to the point where it really well Last of Us was a remaster but yes. it didn't feel much more than just like a frame rate boost right right right
1: uh, another one that came to mind it's kind of a weird niche one is remastering Crash Bash, which I don't think will ever happen, Mm. but I want to happen so badly. And I want to shout out to my friends, uh, give it to Vertigo Gaming, the people who made Are Delicious. Mm. Because I know that uh, my buddy David Chubbigans, he loves minigame games. Mm. And I just want him to make that, because I know he would do it justice. Uh, Because we played, uh, there's a game called Pummel Party, which is basically Steam Mario Party. Uh, that we play with a group that I've played with uh, some other really cool game dev people. Um, and it's just like two or three streamers and then just all game devs. It's fun. But I know that he has an appreciation for that series and would do it justice as opposed to just remaking it again and not really caring.
0: You know, sometimes when you're just, you let your brain wander. Yeah. And then you realize sometimes Uh huh. That you're, that you're an idiot. Okay. And not you, me. Yeah, no, no, no. I, because I, I knew you were
1: using that way.
0: I realize that there are other games that I'm like, why did I not think of this earlier? Okay. Why did I not? And I'm kind of surprised you didn't guess this for me earlier, because then I would have slapped myself in the face for not thinking (laughs) of it before you did. Okay. Because the Dragon Ball Z Budokai slash Budokai Tenkaichi games. Right. By NetherRealm, or really... I don't care who does it, honestly. (laughs) Just bring them back. I don't care. Yeah. But NetherRealm, especially for the Budokai games that are the 2D, basically Mortal Kombat-esque. Just, oh, that would be so beautiful. (laughs) With the the music. Doing
1: Italian mobster hands a little bit.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. A Hero's Desperation, which is the name of the track that plays (laughs) when (laughs) Gohan turns Super Saiyan 2 in Dragon Ball Z Budokai 1 that I work out to sometimes. (laughs) Beautiful. I just want to hear that. With modern graphics. Mm. That's all I need. Yeah.
1: I was wondering who could do, like, SmackDown Just Bring It. Ooh. Who would we... I don't know if I want 2K to do
0: it. uh, Wrestling games mechanically are just so unique. Yeah.
1: There's that... There's a wrestling game that came out this year that's getting a lot of love. Really? It's like an indie thing. Yeah, let me look. Uh, It's more like a throwback, like, arcade WrestleMania type game. Mm, Interesting. Uh, But it... I forget. Somebody sent it to me and they were like, you should play this. Um, I feel like,
0: you know know what studio I feel like just is involved in every sort of game that gets republished or like remade in any way? What's that? Beanox. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good shout. I feel like Beanox is all over this kind of game.
1: Yeah. Retromania Wrestling is the name of the game. Man, it's very retro looking.
0: Oh, that's Blue... uh,
1: Yeah, there's Blue Meanie, there's uh, Stevie Richards, there's Tommy Dreamer. Hawk and animal it looks like Johnny Nitro coming out to the ring uh, but yeah apparently it's really good I, I I saw it like reviewed well on IGN and stuff hmm. um, I was gonna say maybe because you could give it to THQ I guess give it the throwback
0: they got a lot of not great stuff but a lot on their plate <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's very true and a lot of remakes to be fair yeah. so just add it to the uh, add it to the list I've now forgotten who I was gonna say it's
0: THQ Wrestling,
1: yeah. Who's that going to say do a wrestling game? Benox. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, uh, the the team that that d- d- did Sifu. let them do the oh. wrestling game, whatever they're called. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But that was just a thought. Yeah, I'm trying to think of games that have good hand to hand combat.
0: See, I hold a grudge against Benox. <laughs> okay, why is that? Because they made from scratch the amazing Spider-Man games that were trash. Right, okay. And when I say trash, these games were bad. <laughs> Weren't they made in like
1: nine months, though? Probably. Activision was like really rough on them, I think.
0: Like, ugh. Brutally weird mechanics that were just... Thank God for Insomniac, to yeah. be honest. Like,
1: well, I want to say the story, and I don't know if this is secondhand or hearsay or whatever, but I want to say the story is that basically Activision had the Spider-Man license for so many years, like 10 years or whatever the deal was, and toward the end of the deal they realized we haven't used this, it's gonna run out. Let's make like three Spider Man games in three years. Yeah. And that's how you got all the PS3 ones, and then it ran out, and then obviously in some, but um I'm gonna die.
0: <laughs> Is that the pizza thing? Or no, that's the Spider Man three, the video game, when he if The you, chick in the fire. If you right? fail the QTE, yeah, the yeah, chick yeah. strapped to the ball. Yeah. I'm gonna die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, the hard thing is, like, some of the ones I would have said, Super Monkey Ball is getting a remaster. Uh, GTA is getting, supposedly, a remaster. Like, we're getting, you know, Crash games have gotten remastered, Spyro games have gotten remastered. We're getting a lot of our childhood, or at least my childhood, is coming back anyway. So it's almost harder to think, uh, especially of non-sports games for me, because that was so much of what I grew up on.
0: What if they just... (laughs) That would be so strange. What if they just, like, remade... Madden 07. <laughs> like legacy mode. Like, well, they did
1: it with NHL 94. You're right. They just did that with It's like a offshoot game, but like if you bought the collector's edition of NHL whatever this year.
0: But I don't know the history. Was NHL 94 like the first
1: one? I don't think I don't know if it was or the was first there something one. It was special about it. It's the one that everybody points. I think it's the one they play in Swingers. Like it uh, had like real cultural people sure. who didn't care about hockey. Had that game like my my dad had that game and he never watched hockey yeah so it was just a fun arcadey I think it was like less people on the ice and all that kind of yeah
0: because they could like just be funny for them to remake a game with completely like fifteen year old rosters <laughs>
1: yeah it'd be would be awesome that would be
0: really cool just call it like
1: Madden twenty two throwback or yeah. something and gosh
0: there's just a world of possibilities out there yeah some possibilities good that you know are all worse than. Burnout 3 Takedown being remade by Psyonix. <laughs> well,
1: Burnout Paradise got remastered, right? Yes. It, what are your thoughts on that game? It's
0: good. Okay. Uh, the Burnout series to me is just fundamentally more fun yeah. than all other racing games. Because the they, crashing. But see, the cr- they went away from the... They, they didn't want to go away from it completely, but post-takedown in like Burnout Paradise, I remember playing a fair amount of... Yeah. It's not incorporated into like the actual gameplay like it is. It's like, you can crash into other cars and stuff, but it's just like, "Oh, you crash and it looks cool and then you restart." It's not your goal. There's not like a game mode where right. your entire it's, goal is to cause as much damage as right. possible. is what as I loved. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: launch yourself off a ramp, hit a semi.
0: Exactly. Explodes. It's like millions of points. Yeah. Road Road Rage, that was the name of the mode. Yeah, it was I fun. remember the little uh it was like an orange sign that looked like a meteor was mm. crashing into the ground.
1: I have I have burnout 3 if we want to play it.
0: I always want to play it. <laughs> But Tanner, I think that's just a fun little topic for the day. Yeah. But I want to know if you have a recommendation because I have a recommendation, but it's a little bit of a twist. Oh. On our typical recommendation. Yeah, my recommendation's Hades. Uh, not to just steal what I said
1: at the beginning, but honestly, now that it's on console, a lot more people can play it. It's on Game Pass uh, day one, which. Of fucking it Xbox, man! I it's ridiculous. Uh, so if you have Game Pass, definitely give it a try. If you've not given it a try on PC. Uh, give it a try. I think it's already on Switch. It's been on Switch for a while. So, And if it's on PlayStation, buy it, because it's one of the best buys I can recommend. Yeah,
0: I did. I bought it at full price, because I'm going to have confidence yeah. that I'm going to have some somewhat fun with it. Yeah. My recommendation is not to our incredible listeners out there. Okay. My recommendation is to Game Studios. Oh. And it is inspired by... By my brief period of time playing Ghost Runner so far, right? Okay. My recommendation to game studios: always have customizable controls.
1: Yes, hundred percent.
0: Always. Hades does, by the way. And here's because here's what I'll say: I like it when it's fully customizable button mapping. Yeah. Ghost Runner, to my knowledge, does not have that. It has multiple control schemes. Sure. Because I had to go in and change it. Because their jump button was R1. And I'm like, screw that. Yeah,
1: that's not fun. What
0: is the jump button? X. Exactly. (laughs) You jump with X. Yeah. That's what you do. And if you program your game innately to not be that way, you're just trying to screw with people. Like, I don't care. I don't know what goes through the mind of a developer of a game thinking, I should make my jump button a shoulder button. Yeah. It just feels wrong. I don't want
1: to jump with shoulder. No. No,
0: Because the initial was, that was jump. I, don't even, I didn't even know what X did, but before I mapped it, yeah. Um, they uh, they did nail uh, the crouch button. Square? Well, it was circle. Oh, okay. Uh, Any of the For face like buttons. a slide.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it is circle. You're right. <laughs>
0: That's the thing. Now that I think about it, when I'm doing it with my hand, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Yeah, because here's what I'll say, and I feel bad for saying this. Or kind of R3. Way. Yes. For crouch. I accept that. It's not my preferred, but I accept it. <laughs> I like when they make use of L3 I like, like the R3. Bioshock standard is like mm. R3 is crouch. I still don't like it. But I always like to default to Call of Duty controls in mm. every first-person game. Yeah, fair. I don't care what it is. If it's first-person, I want to be crouching with circle, jumping with X, shooting or attacking with the right trigger, Yeah, aiming or doing something like with the left trigger. It just feels natural to me and I know everyone's different no I agree but these that control pattern is just ingrained in me there's a universal appeal to it yeah and that's why like I never am as rusty at Call of Duty because I've played 10 Call of Duties in a row or whatever right and all I have to do is like yep I remember how to play this
1: yeah,
0: and you're good and so if every game would just start like that it removes so much of a learning curve that i already know at least how to move around and interact with your game in at least the rudimentary way yeah so not you know you you let me do it ghost runner so i'll give you a pass <laughs> but i've played games before that they force you yeah to mesh into whatever their predetermined control scheme is and it's stupid yeah and it turns me off to the game in a lot a lot of situations
1: for sure and honestly like not just accounting preference, but also accessibility. Like having mappable controls because some people can't, you know, press certain buttons on the controller, or yeah. maybe they have a custom controller uh, where the buttons are a little bit different. Yeah, you should always have custom controls for whatever you want. Hades, by the way, has one for every button, which Love is it. great. Uh, I actually am going to recommend a con- a control scheme swap in that game. So there is a there's a regular attack, and then there's a special attack. Uh-huh. And I think regular attack is on square, special attacks on triangle. I swap uh, special attack to R1 and interact on triangle because there are situations where you're dashing and. Like, you're pressing so many buttons that you don't want to just overload the face buttons. Mm. So I'd rather dash, attack, special attack, rather than dash, attack, special attack, and just have to move my thumb around and not have the rest of my hand doing anything. Yeah. So that's that's the swap I recommend. Interesting. Do. It made me better at the game when I did that.
0: I'll keep that in mind, especially if I'm struggling. Which, But given the perspective of this game, and how m- all, not very often I play games with this perspective... It's hard. I think I'm going to have some initial struggles.
1: I think, like, I, I got past the first boss last night, but uh, I it's been a while since i played it and even just being rusty i was bad at it yeah and obviously it's one of those games that it, because it's a rogue light you get better as you get further and further because you can get more add-ons and more perks and all that kind of stuff so your worst run is probably your first run yeah and then you just keep building and getting better the more you go on
0: here's hoping otherwise yeah. i just threw 30 dollars away just oh, to... you'll 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 like it you're okay. good you're sounding confident over there. It's a, I'm a little nervous. It's, it's one of the best... I'm a little nervous. One of the best of those games ever. All right. So. You'll see if I think that. <laughs> Maybe next week, but we'll see how long it takes me really to invest enough time to where I sure, can have it might an be informed a informed opinion. Weeks. Yeah. So, but that is on the horizon. So is Horizon, oddly yeah, enough.
1: Yeah, I was going to make the same joke.
0: Yeah. But until we have thoughts about it, either of those games or any other games... We're tapping out.